For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on Thursday. And uh, if you missed our discussion with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad, we will have that up for you uh, on the podcast in just a bit. I'm a little bit behind putting the podcast out today because I've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but we will have that up there for you to check out. And uh, I thought it was great having her come in and, and take the calls from you. And also the, you know, the fact that she enjoyed it and said, you know, she'll come in and do it again sometime. So just keep a little notebook. You know, each week as we have our discussions on Fridays and some of the other things that come up during the week, keep a little notebook or a Google Doc or something and save your questions. And, and when we have Council President Morad in, you'll be able to call in and ask her. But as she said, you can always call her directly if if you have a question. And that I've said that before. That goes for any of the counselors. Their phone numbers are all up on the City Council website. The, New, the City of New Bedford website, the City Council section there, when you go there, you will see everybody's phone numbers as I, as I said before, some use their home phone number, uh, and, and Council President Moore pointed it out. Some use home phone numbers, some use cell phone numbers, uh, some use email. They're all listed there. So you can try, you know, each option and see which way that they respond. But it's, it's not like the counselors are not accessible. I can reach out to pretty much any of the counselors at any time and get a response. And I say pretty much any because, you know, they, they work and do things. So you, it's not always any time. Sometimes you got to wait. But I've never had anybody not get back to me about something. And that's just me. They're, they're working for you. So they've, if they answer me, they'll certainly answer you. And so I think that... Uh, you know, people who have issues one way or the other should certainly take advantage. She, as she said, she welcomes you. No matter what your perspective is on the issue, call her and talk to her. And I think I think we got bogged down quite a bit, a little bit there in, in some of the talk about what questions the council should put on the ballot. And you, if you want my opinion, and I was, you know, I'm trying to keep myself out of the conversation and just kind of moderate so that you can call in and speak with her. That was your opportunity. I can ask her a question anytime on a Friday, but I wanted to give you the chance to, to ask her questions. But I, my personal opinion is why are you asking the counselors to put a question on the ballot that you want to see on there? Why would you ask them that? They shouldn't be putting the questions on the ballot for you. The, the, the 
mechanism is there for you to go out and collect the signatures that you want to for the collect signatures for the questions that you want to put on there. And then there's nothing that the council could do about it. If you look at the process and the way that it's going with the questions that are proposed for this year, you've got three questions that the council wants to put on the ballot. You've got three vetoes from the mayor on um, a veto on each of those questions. And now the council is going to have to vote whether or not to accept those vetoes. You can avoid that, that whole process by just going out and collecting the signatures needed and getting it on there. And it just takes a couple afternoons outside a market basket, you know, a couple afternoons outside of some other supermarkets and other parts of the city. And you can have the signatures that you need. So don't, don't get bogged down. And I understand, I understand the concept of what the callers are asking of the, of the symbolism that they feel would be there. If the council put a, a question about council term limits on, on the ballot, but do you think if you left it up to the mayor, if it was a four-year term or not, you know, to put that question on the ballot, would he want to be the one to put that on there? No. So why would they want to put on a question that would term limit them? But if you feel strongly about it, get out there and do the work, put it on the ballot and see what the people think. And, and, and maybe if the counselors who are consistently reelected have been, that might show that the voters are fine with the current system. But again, the mechanism is there. Don't get bogged down on whether or not they're going to do something for you like that when you have the ability to do it yourself. And that's all, that's all I'm saying about it. That, that power is in your hands. 508-996, and not that I'm advocating one way or the other. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hello. How you doing, Tim? Good. How are you? I bet. I know uh, you're talking about something uh, different, but I, I haven't heard much about anybody, uh, the callers calling about the whole Mike Pence turning on Donald Trump. I just, I don't know, I just thought it was kind of newsworthy and I hear nobody talking about it today. Yeah, maybe maybe they're talking about it with Barry, but I, I certainly haven't, I haven't discussed it and I haven't had anybody bring it up. Yeah, me, yeah I haven't heard anything on it. I also, I, I mean, I don't think people are surprised by it either. Because you know, you know, I, I thought that I was a little bit surprised. I thought that he would stick to, you know, well, kind of like. But, but, but what if they're opponents against each other in the 2024 race? This is true. This is true. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't say, hey, that's my guy and then run against him. But, you know, I, when, when I seen him interview him on TV a couple of times and you know, he was basically saying that, you know, he was just going to take the fifth and not go there and not say anything. But I, now it looks like he, he switched up and. Well, do you also know the the other reason why he didn't say things is because he wants you to buy his book. Uh, Yeah, and then you can read about it in his book. Uh, Yeah, that's just that's politics. That's just politics slash authoring one (laughs) hundred (laughs) and one. I know you're right. (laughs) I I deal with that in interviews with people when I have authors on, like my paranormal shows, and I ask them a question, and they say, "Well, you can read all about that in my book," and I'm like, "No, no, no, you're here to answer questions. Answer the question." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) unreal. All right, Tim. Thank All right. you. Have a good day. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, Tim. It's Catherine. I, is this okay to call again? Uh, if, yeah, if you want to react. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I also don't want to just beat up on, on the council president either. If no, that's... no, I don't either. I said what I wanted to say. Okay. Um, except that, was she referring to me at the end when she said Kathy? Do you know? 
No, I don't uh, think so. Okay, because I don't go by that name. But um, I don't. I don't recall, but I don't think she was talking about you. Okay. All right. Um, I just wanted to uh, say that, uh, and this is not beating up on her or any of the city councilors. Um, and I don't think I was beating up on her. I think I was expressing what I felt uh, as civilly as I could. Um, that. It, it it's true, you know. Uh, people can work up a petition, and there is a movement already afoot for that. But at the same time, city councilors, and I know it was almost a rhetorical question for me to ask her that, but I did want her response. Um, it it takes as it's more than a couple of visits to Shaw's. It's going to take work, and hopefully, it'll get done before the ballot uh, in time for the ballot. But, you know, the city council is in a position to put referendum on the ballot, and they have. And supposedly it's expressing, you know, the will of the people, which, you know, I would argue, as I said, it's not. I don't want to keep repeating myself. But um, so, you know, the petition will go forward, I think. Yeah, and I, and uh, I think that that's a stronger statement of 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 there being so if you if you just put it out to the public say the public voters have no idea about this discussion having happened they don't listen to wbsm they don't know what's going on and they just see that the city council is putting a question on the ballot about term limiting the city council you know they might be like you know what 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 this sounds silly this is ridiculous but if they find out that there is a public movement that there is a citizen movement to have that happen well then they're going to pay attention and, and might get on board more so i think i think you give that question more teeth by doing it um you know at, by doing it through the citizenry as opposed to doing it through the council well, probably so, because as you say, it becomes more understood. It's, it's galvanizing. Well, it's more galvanizing if you're, if you're behind it. Well, no, you, I don't mean too. you particularly, but, uh, you know, the, no. uh, the, the, the voters themselves. No, no, I understand. Agreed. Um, and I guess, um, you know, and I appreciate the opportunity for, you know, the, for you, for her to agree to come on and you're getting, you know, you're moderating this. I do appreciate that. And I hope it happens again. Um Oh, and I just wanted to say in closing and not take off, take any more time. Um, she did refer to the man who called after me as uh, my husband. I am not married, um, and I am sure that the person who called has a mind of his own. So I just wanted to clarify that. It's so, important to know my marital status. <laughs> so, is it, so what you're saying, Catherine, is I have a chance. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just teasing. There I'm you teasing. Go. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. You too. Bye. 508-996-0500. And uh, if you want to call in and chime in. And, and I think that, yeah, overall, I think that people are um, happy with, you know, having this format of having the opportunity to call in, not just when, you know, Council President Morad will be in here with us, but calling in and talking to the mayor and being able to ask these questions. I hear it all the time still from people who say, oh, all you do is just, you know, ask the, the mayor softball questions and, you know, you don't go after the mayor like Barry used to do. And okay, first of all, like, that's not my style. That's not my interview style. But secondly, that's not what I want to use that segment for. You know, when, when, when it was happening on Barry's show, it was Barry's show. He could, he could hold, uh, run that segment, handle that segment however he wanted. And he felt that that was a time for the mayor to be held accountable for things. He thought that was the, the time to, 
you know, uh, ask the mayor questions that you, the listener, would say, well, why did you do this? And why are you putting such a focus on this? And what's the big deal about this? And all, like, he was advocating for you to get those answers. I think of it more as it's a public service. And to be honest with you, there are times that we have to be a public service because we use the public airwaves. We need to have these times where it is unbiased presentation of news and community information. They call it public affairs. It's why we have Town Square Sunday, so that you can hear about those things. And it, so I like to utilize those interviews as a way to increase that because it increases the, um, the balance of your station if you have some unbiased information. And not that I'm saying that, you know, Barry was biased in his, in, in his discussions with him, but they were certainly, you know, opinion-driven with me, I want to just present the information that the mayor wants to present. I want to present the information that the council president and the council as a whole want to present because that is something that gives us balance. And also because I feel like that is something that gives that information out there in an ungarnered way. So you, when you get that, you know that you are hearing it from those sources. So I look at myself as just being the person pressing the buttons and moderating their opportunity to come to speak to you, the people. And that's what I will always do when we have elected officials on. I'm trying to give that balance in that regard. So just in case, any, and certainly, you know, when, when she comes in with the opportunity to take phone calls, I'm not going to talk all over the the place and, and ask all kinds of follow-up questions because I want you to have, be able to have more time in there. And uh, I got an, an app chat message from HT in New Bedford who says, with all due respect, her taking three phone calls in the course of an hour is kind of disappointing. She generally takes two calls when she calls in during her coffee break. Well, I don't, you, I don't know that you're listening because she doesn't take any calls when she calls in on Friday. She has another counselor with her, which is why we don't do it. And also, we took every call that came in. Nobody was left hanging. There was the one person who wasn't there when we went to the line, but out of the probably six calls that we took, everybody else had their chance to, to come on and, and, and to speak and to ask a question. So no, there was no limiting of the amount of phone calls. Uh, when we spoke at the beginning, there was just one person that was waiting on hold while we were discussing a few things, and I knew it was, Kath I knew it was Catherine because I knew she was going to be the first person to call. Because she told us weeks ago, if you get her in, I'll be the first person to call. So I knew it was Catherine, even without caller ID on this old-fashioned dinosaur phone. So I said, you know, I just want to address a few things at the beginning. And then when I went to the calls, we took every call that came in after that. So, And I'm sure as we do that more often, you know, when folks know what to expect, they'll call in. So... 508-996-0500 if you want to call in or you can hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. Uh, and as you heard Council President Morad say uh, at the end of the segment there, she will be joining us tomorrow at 1030 uh, with Councilor Pereira. We will be talking about a number of different things. Uh, but Councilor Pereira, of course, did put out his response this week 
to the city's uh, comprehensive housing plan. So there, there may be some of that discussion as well. And you can always send me questions on app chat or via email. I can't guarantee you that I'll get to them in the course of the discussion because we'll usually have a number of things that we want to hit that I want to hit. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll, I will always be open and honest with you about things. The, the council president Morad sends me information about, we could talk about this. We could talk about this. We can talk about this. We have this going on. This is happening. The council that's joining me is working on this initiative. She gives me all of that information and she ends every one of those messages the same way. But of course, we can talk about whatever issues you want to discuss. She's just giving me information about some things that she thinks you will find interesting. But it's open for me to ask whatever I want to ask. So if there's ever anything that you want to ask, you can send it over on AppChat. Try to send it before the, the segment because I don't always check AppChat during the segment. I, I get very involved in the conversation. So um, it's a little bit hard for me to keep checking things during the course of it. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight into how it works. I, I always, what did I tell you when I started doing the show a year ago? I will never lie to you. I will, I will try to give you as much background information and behind the scenes information as I can, because I want you to understand the process and I want to be transparent. I want to be, and you know, I, I try to do things in a way that I, I hope that you appreciate and understand, even if you don't agree with the way that I do it. I'm also not, you know, you're not voting for me either. <laughs> you can vote all you want. We're not going to listen to those, those votes because I, I, uh, I know a few of you app chatters would launch a, you, you, you launch a write-in campaign to get a ballot question to get me voted out, I'm sure. Give me term limits. Tim's only allowed two shows a week. 508-996-0500 is a number to call in and chime in. But right now we have to take our first break of the hour. We'll be right back. Doesn't mean much. Sarah McLaughlin has songs that don't make you cry. Not every song makes you cry thinking about animals that need to be adopted. Uh, Sweet Surrender. Surfacing, what a great album. And uh, that's one of my all-time favorite concert memories was going to Lilith Fair. Which I don't remember the entire lineup. I, I, you know, I was talking to the caller yesterday about Natalie Merchant. And I said, uh, yeah, I've never seen Natalie Merchant live. I think I did. I think she was at Lilith Fair when I went. And I think I just forgot about that part. I remember Emmy Lou Harris. I remember Sarah McLaughlin. I don't remember who. Oh, uh, Indigo Girls. Yeah, won those tickets off the radio. Uh, that, it was supposed to be, um, Lauren Hill was supposed to be there. And so the I answered a question calling into a radio station. You know, I was in college at the time. And it was something to do with Lauren Hill. I can't remember what the question was. And we won the tickets. But then Lauren Hill canceled out before. Uh, I think because she, she was pregnant 
I'm not, I don't remember all the details, but it was a long time ago. But yeah, it was one of my favorite concerts. I, you know, I, my girlfriend who later became my wife, I wanted to win the tickets for her because she wanted to go with all of her favorite performers, but I had a really great time. So many great concerts back in the nineties when you could go to what was then great woods for 15 bucks. I remember there was one night, Hey, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. I don't feel like going to the mall. I don't feel like going to the movies. Oh, look, 311 and Shooty's Groove are playing at at the at Great Woods. It's 15 bucks for a lawn seat. You want to go? And you can just go. You know, now it's not the same. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Speaking of shows, I have an article up at WBSM.com and on the app about the very first show that played at the Zyterian Theater 100 years ago today. Well, 100 years ago this week. Uh, the grand opening was 100 years ago, April 2nd, 1923. And the first show that played was George Jessel's The Troubles of 1922. So I have an article up that tells you all about who George Jessel was. Some of you might remember his, Hello, Mama, bit that he used to do on, uh, on TV. But he was a huge vaudeville star. And he brought his show to New Bedford for the opening of the Zyterian Theater, which was created for the Schubert circuit of vaudeville performers and shows. And I have a little bit of background on that as well and some of the songs that were in that show. And um, you can check it all out again. It's it's at WBSM.com and on the app. And I spent a lot of time working on it, and I'm pretty proud of it. So hopefully you will read it and, uh, and enjoy it. 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in or hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. You can also leave us a voicemail using the open line feature and we will play it on the show. Please make sure that you keep it something that we can play on the air. And I, I mentioned earlier that I watched the Freetown Lakeville School Committee meeting last night. It started at 6.30, didn't end until I think about 9 o'clock, maybe even a little bit after, because there was a lot of budgetary things that they were discussing. But they have the public participation session. And I have never seen something go so kind of off the rails as, as that segment did. I shouldn't say that, I've seen worse. But it was, it was certainly something that was, uh, the, let's just say the, pe- the, the, the people on that, on that school board have, have a lot of patience for, for what they were dealing with with those questions last night. So there are accusations against one of the school committee members. And I, I don't want to give oxygen to rumors because I haven't seen any proof of it. But apparently he was an educator in the system. His licenses are currently suspended, except for one, his his, uh, educational licenses. And the narrative that's being pushed is that it has to do with him having inappropriate relationships with students. And there's been no proof offered to that. They are calling for him to resign. He hasn't made a statement yet on it. But it's just that they made that, tried to make that the focus of the meeting. And it was, it was really one woman who was there with the 
person who had lost the school committee race a few days ago, Kayla Churchill, and she just kept getting this this woman that was with her just kept getting up and taking the mic and uh, she had she had her say, and then when she sat down and somebody else came up and talked about a different issue, she got back up again and said, "I don't think you're taking me seriously enough." And then she got back up for a third time. Like, what did she think was going to happen? That this guy was going to just stand up and be like, well, you know, he's going to pull SpongeBob. That's it. I'm out. I'm a, I'm a head out. And it's the public participation period. Is it, He doesn't, ha- he can't respond to you during that time. So there had been some discussion that he might be addressing the issue at the end of that meeting. He did not, but we will get the whole story. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. I've had a few people that have sent me some app chat messages saying I should be looking into it. I've already been in discussions. The, the, the whole story will come out. But just the way that that was handled, and, and you can see it on the free cam Facebook page. It is the, that sounds, Lake Cam. <laughs> Lake Cam. It's the, the Lakeville Community Access. Free cam sounded like it was like some early 2000s voyeuristic <laughs> web. Remember Jenny Cam, where you could just watch this lady and uh, go through every single day of her life, and people would people would check in all the time because you might catch her doing something, you know, like oh, you should have watched. She was doing this, or she was doing that, or she had this guy over and was doing this, and yeah, it's. But that's that's what that sounded like. It's not free cam. It's if you go to freecam.com, you're you're probably going to get something that I don't want you to have to see. It's Lake Cam. Go to the Lake Cam Facebook page, and you can watch the video from last night's meeting, and you can see, um, you can see the the video in its entirety. But I was just looking at a screen. They have Fox News on here in the studio, and it said it was asking parents what they were most concerned about in schools, and banned books had 77%. That's that's good. I'm worried about them banning books. Sure, of course. Don't ban books. It's bad. But the um, that's part of the discussion that's happening on school committees around here, locally, local discussions. The same people who were pushing for this guy to step down and the same people who were supporting Kayla Churchill and their their posts and comments, and uh, you know they they're also having conversations about what books belong in the library. That's become a new hot button issue in the school. So you so you tell people that you want them to to be involved. You 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 tell people you want them to have a say and and come to meetings and pay attention and participate. And just know that if you're going to do that, you've, there's some homework involved in that. You've got to know things before you go. It's, it's a waste of people's time when you show up and you say, I think that this book should be banned, and is this book even in our school? Well, you should know that before you go into the, into the meeting. Do a little homework. But these questions are going to pop up here, uh, especially in a lot of the local towns, because there are a lot of people in the local towns who are pushing for the removal of certain books, who are worried about this 
mythical LGBTQ plus agenda that's being taught in schools who are concerned about this mythical CRT being taught in schools. Well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that uh, CRT is mythical, but it's, it's not part of your, your, your child's curriculum. And I, I love the point that was made multiple times over the course of the week. It seems like the same parents that want to give teachers guns because they're worried about somebody coming into the school are also accusing those same teachers of trying to indoctrinate their children. <laughs> Doesn't really add up, does it? 508-996-0500 if, uh, if you want to call in. If you want to hit us up on App Chat, you can use the WBSM for that, the WBSM app for that. And of course, that app is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. They're the ones who sponsor the app to make it so that we can keep adding all kinds of new features to be able to bring things to you like Open Line, where you can leave us a voicemail or App Chat, where you can text us, or breaking news alerts, or getting all of our stories, or getting live traffic and weather. It's all there for you. And the good thing about it, too, is it doesn't take up a whole bunch of space on your phone either. I know that because my phone is getting full and I was going through all my apps and seeing like, okay, what can I get rid of? What don't I use? Obviously, I'm not going to get rid of the WBSM app. I use it all the time, all day long. But as I was going through, I was like, wow, that's a small, small size for that app for all that it offers. So you don't even have to worry about it taking up a bunch of space on your phone and it's super easy to use as well. Go to your app store and you can download it or go to WBSM.com and we have instructions that will email it right to you. And if none of that works for you, you can always reach out to me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com. <laughs> I was talking about Spooky South Coast with Council President Morad uh, earlier. Tim at WBSM.com. You can send it to Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com too. That'll still work. It's all the same email address. But Tim at WBSM.com is the way to go. All right. Can't I just randomly just popped out of my head that way? Uh, it's kind of like when I give the phone number. Sometimes, if you listen and you're careful and you write it down, sometimes I accidentally give out my cell phone instead of the studio line. All right, we'll take a break and be back. You can give me a call at 508 No, I'm just kidding. It's not my cell phone. 508 996 0500. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. I'm pretty sure I did that. No, you shouldn't be on the air. Hello? No, I put you on the air. Okay, I'm sorry. You'll have to call back 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, I did definitely push that person through the right way, so must have just been something on their end. Uh, again, if you are, if you haven't checked it out already, I'm, again, because I'm so proud of it, I want you to read it. Check out my story at WBSM.com and on the app about the first ever show at the Zyterian. And it's really cool because you can see the, and I, I want to thank them. 
because I reached out last week, around this time last week, and said, I want to write a story about the first show. Anything that you can pull out of the archives that could help me would be great. And they said, the only thing that we really have is we have a program from it. And they were able to send me like a partial scan of it. And part, and they kept going, even though I was like, all right, I can work with this. Great. Thank you. Uh, Maria was like, nope, I'm going to keep working on this. I'm going to get it for you. I'm going to get it right. And she was able to finally send me the complete whole page scan of the program that was in the, the Sunday Standard is what it was. Um, but the it, it's it's really cool to see. And like that was in the newspaper for everybody to check out. That was the program for that show. So you can see that at WBSM.com and on the app in the story. Uh, let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. There we go. Yeah. Just as we were trying, I got a text from my pharmacy. So I heard you briefly, and then I heard... <laughs> ah, okay. So it definitely was you and not me this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yesterday, I was trying to get through with the mayor, and I'm thinking, he's doing it again. He sees my numbers. Ah, never mind about Phil. <laughs> no, no, no. I would never do that to Under you. the old system. Can you use the old system? Um, quick update. Where the fire was, um, a couple hours ago, they started dismantling again. They have heavy equipment, the dump trucks and stuff. So if you're in the north end and you're coming either down the avenue or going up, um, be aware that it's going to slow down and everything. Um, there is a police detail there directing traffic. So yeah, they have a, like they, they probably blocked it off like they did last time, like last week, like the Pretty same, much. like that Pretty whole much block. The same, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, they have to because it's the the buildings are lost, so they got to get that what's there out of there. Absolutely, absolutely. And a uh, big shout out, Pablo. I wanted to say yesterday, uh, the city of New Bedford, the city's emergency management agency, and the American Red Cross. But they did it to McCoy Center the other day. It was amazing for those people who were displaced. I advocated for a few people, so I brought them there and walked them through the process. I would worked with most of those agencies at one point or another with the Red Cross or United Way. So um, it was nice to see some actual smiles and some of the people actually laughing a little bit mm-hmm. through this tragedy. So um, the city really stepped up in a big way. And I, before I left, I went to Reverend Lima, and we sat down a little bit, and we chatted and it's it's a tragedy, but it was nice to know that everybody's in the right place and they had some way to go. Yeah, Re- Reverend Lima was just here, so I'm sure that they'll be talking about that this week on Town Square Sunday. Uh, but, you know, the, and I talked about this a little bit with the mayor, but, but Phil, you knowing some of the folks there, as I said, people tend to think, oh, it's a rooming house. It's people just moving in because it's fully furnished. But a lot of these people had everything that they owned in those rooms. Absolutely. I got relatives. I had relatives in that building. Yeah. We were all pulling together. Um Pretty amazing, and uh, there was an update on, I think it was on Palm 107, about the man that's up in Boston, the one that was severely injured, and uh, and his spouse, and uh, so, but, uh, I mean, just think, horrific. About, think about what it's like to just, you know, you, you get up, you go to work, you come home, you don't have a home anymore, you don't even have clothes to wear the next day. Yep, basically what's on your back or whatever you had in your pockets or backpack. Yep. You, don't, you don't even have a toothbrush. I mean, not that that's a big deal. You can go grab yep. them, but still, like, it, it just, it... It, it, it totally uproots your entire life. Personal hygiene stuff. Um, the, the registry was there. They had a mobile unit. So if you lost your IDs and your license, boom. Um, transitional assistance, um, Department of Mental Health, PAC, uh, uh, United Way, just everybody. It was really amazing to see that all orchestrated and work well. And then yeah. you also had the Salvation Army from Boston send down one of their big rigs, and you could even get a mail while you were sitting there waiting. Wow, so I'm, I'm glad that they're being taken care of, and, and I hope that everything works out for the best for everybody. 
Absolutely. Always a pleasure, my friend. Likewise. Have a good day. Yeah, bye-bye. And uh, I do have to take my final break of the hour. Before I do that, though, I, I want to ask you about something. How do you feel about crab rangoons? I love them. Most people I know love them. How about buffalo chicken toasted raviolis? You know, toasted raviolis are delicious unto themselves, but how about stuffed with buffalo chicken? These are just some of the items that you can get at the Barrels and Boards Marketplace in Raynham. So if you want to go to the restaurant, certainly go there and have a great meal. They have all kinds of great stuff there. And time is running out to make your, your reservations for Easter if you haven't already. But go into the marketplace right next door and get yourself some delicious barrels and boards food to take home. That's all pre-made that you can just thaw out, throw in the oven, and, and have some of your favorite barrels and boards meals and treats at home. You can even get that candied bacon there as well. So check it out. Go there. You can get family-sized meals. You can get individual-sized meals. You can save them. You can heat them up. I like to... Get, go up there and get something uh, like their chicken or shrimp Mozambique because that's the perfect thing to just throw in the oven, warm up, and have for dinner on a day when I don't have a lot of time to actually cook something. And the other great thing about it is I can get all of the same quality meats and seafoods that they use in the restaurant right there in the, right there in the marketplace. I don't have to go to the supermarket, the fish market, any of that. It's all right there. And it's probably even a little cheaper in some cases than it is for that same quality that they use in the restaurant, which is going to be better than you're going to get in the supermarket. Plus, you can get some Montelio's desserts for yourself as well. You can find out more about the Barrels and Boards Marketplace. You know what? A really good way to do it, and, and I don't tell you this enough, follow them on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Barrels, barrels and Boards MA. Barrels, the letter N, Boards MA. And that's also their website, barrelsandboardsma.com. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, that's going to do it for me for today. Stay tuned for Barry Richard. He'll be coming up right after Bill O'Reilly. And, of course, tomorrow morning on the program, we will have New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad joining us again. This time, she'll be joined uh, by Councillor Ryan Pereira. They're going to be talking about a number of different issues going on in the city and, uh, and we'll have uh, another great discussion. And if you missed the conversation with the council president earlier, I'll have the podcast up for you in just a little bit, and you can hear it there in its entirety. So hopefully you enjoy it, and you'll have questions for her next time when she comes into the studio. That'll do it for me. Everybody out there, have a great day, and enjoy every... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.